walk across. All right, here we go, Snow Jobs Nation. We are back to bring you episode eight of our dusting series. As always, I'm Steve, and you all know my co-host, the one, the only, the snow wizard, Jeremy Lindstrom. How are you, brother? Um, doing pretty good. I don't know about a wizard. You, God, yeah. Jedi was better. Jedi was better. <laughs> going to be a different one the every wizard. time. <laughs> you call me Merlin the wizard or what? Uh, whatever you want. How about you, Steve? You, you uh, being a superhero this week or what? No, no superhero stuff. No, nope. okay. just... Uh, Mulch and lawns, the Last bane comes. of my existence. <laughs> oh, you love that stuff. Uh, I, really you weren't actually shoveling any mulch, were you? Sure. Absolutely. What? I get in there with the boys. Oh, come on. I do. I, I use the skid you. steer, but. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get in there. I get in there. He's over there dumping big piles so they have to rake more. <laughs> well, that did happen, actually. I hit a bump and dropped like a yard and a half at one pot in one spot. Because you're but, not the best. Oh, I am not the best. <laughs> Somebody else is the best. And they'll tell you all about it. <laughs> yeah. You see my post today? Yes. Yes. I'm I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Me too. Me too. Struck awesome. oil, so I was thinking why not? <laughs> Struck oil. We have an unlimited supply of hydraulic fluid that just showed up. <laughs> All right, gang, our guest today is back from injured reserve after recovering from a bout of laryngitis, suffering while cheering at a meaningless NHL hockey game last week. We're happy he's all better and able to be back and talk to us today and bring you episode eight, which will focus on all things salt spreaders. So as always, we welcome back Brandon Riley of LADC in Minnesota. Brandon, how you doing, brother? Well, it's good to be back, you know. It's good to always feel like a wizard, though. I mean, I don't know why Jeremy hates on that. I mean, I wish I was Harry Potter. Well, you got the cape. You got the Mickey Mouse uh, oh, Snuggy yeah. Wizard cape there. It's probably goes. To, isn't there a Harry Potter thing at the Disney World? That's probably why. Where you... There's the Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Oh my god! Board. You're one of those people. We we gotta start Jesus. doing video. We, oh, we really god. have to start doing I video. That, there's a Harry Potter poster <laughs> over there. Holy <laughs> shit! What do we got? Red lights tonight? Red lights in the house? They're yeah. changing colors. Oh yeah, they're changing. Oh we gonna do dustings on Disney World? What things? Oof. <sighs> Good stuff. So what do you got, Brandon? All right. So I was kind of thinking of topics that we could talk about, and salting salting units came up. So I figured I'd kind of start talking about you know standalone units or skid steer units. We use a bunch of these for our, um, our self-performing sites that are self-sufficient. So if they're, you know, there's not a bunch of sites nearby that a truck can hit, you know, five or six of them. If it's out in the outskirts, it just makes for faster delivery of the service. And um, we don't have to have a truck, you know, worried about driving an hour or two hours, three hours away. Um, this, the operator can just do it all from one machine. So for us, we use the quick attach salt spreader. It's pretty basic. It's just a hydraulic hookup to your skid steer. Um, runs off your system, the flow rates, you know, they want, I think you can adjust it on the salt spreader itself, but you know, you're keeping it, you know, around that 16 to 18 gallons per minute. You can get crazy amount of throw out of it. Um, so you have to be very careful with these kinds of units. Cause you know, it's, it's direct drive with that hydraulic motor. Yep. So, I mean, if you, when we train everybody, you know, we're always telling them, you know, you keep that, that unit as low as you can to the ground, because if you lift it up, 
any bit higher, if, you know, a foot and a half, if it's angled the wrong way, I mean, you can shoot the, the salt 30 feet very easily. Um, you can shatter windows on cars and pepper spray doors and, and things like that. <laughs> Never Another done. unit that, uh, I don't remember when it came out, but the um, Boss yeah. Cube unit. I know it's, Quick I cube. you said you have a couple of those, Steve? We do. We do. Um, so we didn't venture into them. Um, I know we were going to try to demo them when they first came out and then cost wise. And we just didn't like the idea of the salt sitting there, um, in the units, just with the fear of things icing up and guys having to chisel it out and, and things like that. So we stuck with the quick attach version of their salt unit. Um, What are you using for your quick attach? What brand? It is, it is quick. Quick attach is, uh, um, yeah, they make a couple different brands. They is it Ur- is it Erskine? Not, they make Erskine. Erskine, Erskine yeah. like it. Quick, Quick attach, attach is like makes the, Erskine, Bobcat. They make all yeah. the attachments for those companies. Yep. But it's the QA because Bobcat makes one. Bobcat has an orange one. Yep. Um, it's a little bit different. The nice thing about the Quick Attach one, it's got kind of like a cutting edge on the outer side. Yep. So let's say you drop a bulk pile of salt, you can actually come in, scoop, and don't have to worry about you know eating away at your your box itself. From skid salters, you can go into, you know, the truck option. You know, there's a lot of starters in this um, that listen to this podcast. And the easiest way to start into is, you know, a tailgate unit. You know, if you got a Dollar General, if you have a smaller unit, you don't always need a big salt truck. So it's a great beginner unit, you know, figuring mm-hmm. out how things work. And, you know, it, it can be a pain, you know, feeding. You just load your, your truck up with a pallet of whatever material, material you're using. You got your tail, tailgate unit. You lift the lid. You pour your bags. Um, close it up, keep your bags in your bed of your truck and you keep going. Once you start upgrading to, you know, three quarter yard to a yard, yard and a half, you can start getting to the truck inserts. So the, the snow X, the boss units, the Westerns, tornadoes, um, Steve's favorite hill tip, um, hill, hill tip, hill tip. And you know, and those have a great place, right there. You, anyone that has a pickup can have one. Um, they're pretty easy, um, to operate. They're actually very easy to operate. Um, and they're in inspect inexpensive in the terms of, of salt trucks, right? I don't have to have a dedicated truck to run this kind of unit. I can put it, you can, I mean, you can put it on a flatbed. You could put it in a dump truck if you wanted to, you can put it in a normal pickup. Um, obviously a heavier pickup preferred. Otherwise you're going to be doing that nice low rider style, um, without the right kind of suspension in the back, just to, you know, you're putting a decent amount of weight. Um, and the nice thing about those truck inserts now too is, is well, hill, hill tip has them built in, but you can actually add liquid to the spinner. Yep. So if you're buying a snow X, um, I believe you can put four 50 gallon tanks, two on can, each side. You can do it with all of them now. Western and, uh, okay. Western and Fisher both have the, uh, the saddle tanks too, that you can add on. That's awesome. Yeah. We run a couple helixes and I know that, uh, the cool thing that I've realized is that you can actually go from also treating at the spinner to also doing a pre-treat. So it has the ability to be a, a pre-treat system within itself. Yep. Now 250 gallons isn't going to get you much, um, but that option is there. Um, and yep. it's kind of a nice, nice beginner option. For sure. Moving on to the, the battle of dump trucks or tailgate spreaders versus uh, V boxes. For a long time, we ran a bunch of tailgate spreaders um, in the back of mulch trucks, you know, very easy. We had a bunch of Isuzu, NRR dump trucks that, you know, were easily, you could put six tons, seven tons in these dump trucks and you, you feed them off the back with a tailgate spreader and a tailgate spreader is what well, was 
I don't actually know current prices, but they used to be, you know, 1800 bucks. So mm-hmm. if you're already running the dump truck for mulching or rock or your landscape side of the business to get into the salt side, it's very easy <clears throat> and inexpensive to do by adding a, a tailgate option. Obviously there's no liquid to it. Um, but if there's some downfalls to that style, um, like we were talking about before, you have to constantly feed it. Unlike a, a V box, you have to make sure that that salt has a constant feed into the spreader. So you'll, You'll notice a lot of guys are driving with the bed up or they're doing the whole, they, they get the bed up and they drive in reverse slam on the brakes just to get it to slide back. And, <laughs> and sometimes you'll see that on properties when you see, you know, a quarter yard or quarter ton sitting, you know, in a pile somewhere. Well, that's probably yep. because either someone was backing up and half of it went over the tailgate from the start or vice yep. versa. But again, a very cheap way to get into salting. If you already have the truck, you know, you just, you, you're just buying the tailgate and you're doing a very simple electrical hookup and, and you can get going. Great. Yes, yeah. sir. Moving to V boxes, which is what we prefer. So a lot of our salt trucks are dedicated. So we run a, a few options. We run a couple of the truck inserts and we run a bunch of the skid options on, on standalone sites, but we, our fleet is about nine, 10 dedicated um, salt trucks, all, F750s, F650s. We wanted to keep them at as high max GVW that we could. Um, and then the reason we went with the 650 and even our 750, um, we lucked out. It was actually, it's a D-rated 750. So what that means is this particular 750, anyone can drive, even though it's an air brake truck. Um, when they D-rate it from the manufacturer, it's um, rated for 26 GVW. So it keeps it under the CDL requirement. But yet the truck is actually built on a 750 chassis. So you get the perks of having a heavy-duty built truck. Um, so let's say you accidentally do overload it once or twice. No, <laughs> not know, a salt you're, truck. You're, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna destroy the truck. And then we run, uh, you know, five or six F650s, and those those are our favorites. They're just sometimes they're hard to find. Um, we we typically t- typically stay with gas units just because no one likes playing with def in the winter and. Amen. Mm-hmm. The Dakotas, Minnesota, it just gets too cold and there's just too many problems. It's it's so unreliable. Yeah. No. Um, you know, it's yeah. terrible. To, it's terrible yeah. to look at a salt truck and look, look, I'm getting four miles per gallon. But no, you know, that's, that's the rather, best part. That's I'd the best part. Get, <laughs> I'd rather get four miles per gallon than this thing being limp mode and going 20 miles an hour, stuck, you know, 20 <laughs> miles away from the shop and trying to get it back. So I was going to um, say you go with gas units for the fuel efficiency, right? Yep. Yeah. We, we moved away from diesel. Well, a long time ago, um, even our, if you've seen it on Instagram, our F650 flatbed truck, which is bigger than a school bus is a gas unit and that's 2.5 miles per gallon. But that truck, we, I mean, we, we love it. It's, it's a beast. Um, and the gas is, we've had very little problems with gas engines in terms of, you know, what we did with our def units and the diesel and, and things like that mm-hmm. for our CD, CDL trucks. Um, we have a couple kind of MnDOT spec trucks or M2 trucks, you know, so they're dump truck styles with the tailgate spreaders in the back. Um, so auger fed one side, live hydraulics, um, and there's nothing better than live hydraulics, at least in, in, in our personal opinion, there's just not dealing with electric in winter is a lifesaver yeah. that we've learned. Okay. I mean, we've, we, we ran a bunch of those tailgate spreaders on our smaller dump trucks that were electric. And I, the motors that we were going through, the controllers that were breaking, I mean, just mountains and mountains of issues and problems and everyone, you know, 
we could have had a bad batch, but you know, out of it, just how many we replaced, electrical has far more issues than just live hydraulics. It's very easy to fix a hydraulic hose or a leak yeah. in the middle of a snowstorm versus you know trying to track down a controller or you know the pins corroded somewhere or you know trying to track down that electrical issue. And then, go ahead. I was gonna say electrical and salt usually goes good together too. <laughs> just, just, just a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Any problems? Yeah. And then, obviously, when you're talking about the V boxes, there's two things to kind of consider. There's the auger fed, and then there's conveyor. Mm-hmm. Our F750 is built on what's considered, I think, uh, buyers calls it the MDX system. So it's the rounded body, but it has a movable floor. And we, I mean, we love this truck. It was actually spec'd for Michigan Dot, or I don't know what they call it over there. Um, we actually bought it from over there, drove it back here to Minnesota. And I mean, the guys absolutely love this truck. There's only one thing that, uh, that we aren't the biggest fan just compared to our other, our Swenson spreaders, is the distance that the, the tracks are and how far apart they are. So the MDX system is a round body, basically an open dump truck. So if I'm taking my salt, which has been sitting at a salt yard, not even in my bin, but sitting in a salt yard, you know, sometimes all summer, we get it back to our shed and it's clumpy and crappy and terrible. Most of those auger fed systems, if they're break, you know, if they're far enough apart, they will chop that piece up and they'll get it through this, the system. No problem. The downside with them when they're really close and the, you can't almost have a break in the floor is they don't get enough of a bite to actually break some of those chunks up. So you will end up, you know, taking a stick in there and trying to pound it out from the backside. Yep. Hmm. But you got to, don't you have a grade on the top? So the MDX, so our other ones do it. The MDX, I don't know why, but I I think it's just because it's designed like a dump truck. Um, But our, both our, our, our light duty MDX system, which is on our F550 and our large one that's on the F750, both do not have grates. And that's our, that's, I mean, we're building grates for it this summer because the the guys are sick of it. Put a grade on it. Come on. Well, yeah, some expanded metal. We're getting well, no. You just go to like Uline and you buy a bunch of the the, the pallet racking. That's already scored. <laughs> oh yeah, like the pig pig fence or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> just oh, run it oh, over oh, the top yeah. with some I beams. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's a big thing. And then um, I mean, we're not a huge fan. We had one auger system, and it could have been better. And and we know this now because if we were to put it, we 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 took it off of our. It was on our hook trucks so or. It's one of our CDL trucks. It was about a eight and a half yard um, auger system, and the downside with the auger is, you know, it, it it hollows out, right? So if you didn't have a vibrator, if you took that salt truck out in the beginning of the storm and you had a bunch of moisture, and all of a sudden it condenses and you just have this solid rock, there's really no way for that conveyor to help it break it down and, and get the salt out of it without sitting there pounding on the side, you know, with a shovel or sticking something in it. And then the worst part of it all is that the auger feed. So let's say I went out for a site check this morning. This truck is doing, you know, seven sites. I came back with, you know, half a truckload. It would take two hours to empty, you know, because it's just a slower feed system. And there, mm-hmm. the difference, you know, like I'd, probably like yours, Jeremy, and your Schmitz, but like the door, you know, it has a door, right? It can open. Yeah. So when you're, when you're, I mean, it will feed a lot out very quickly out of the conveyor system. Right. Our auger system literally just had an auger hole. Okay. So it fed yeah. just that little hole. Oh, and even at max speed, I mean, you'd have to sit in there, you know, sit in the truck with the, the pedal to the floor yeah. to get it to wind. Well, no one wants to sit there and, you know, just 
holding the pedal to the That's floor and the, the engine scream. Put the cruise control on. Put the cruise on. <laughs> I didn't Stick. know cruise control works in park. Cruise control. A dozen semis, trucks. <laughs> That's how you throttle up. That's what we do. Our, we love our Schmitz. Our Schmitz with their conveyor belts. Those things work awesome. They still have the rubber knobs on them. We've we run a lot of salt to them babies but in our that's what i was concerned about when we got the hill tips was the auger system if because i we like the conveyor system so much better but honestly we haven't had any issues with the augers with the schmitz or i mean with the hill tips there they've been working great and uh i don't know i guess i don't remember them being so slow to unload but I guess I haven't unloaded. I mean, that, that's just the one complaint. And, and granted, we had it on a hook truck. So, I mean, the guys would just get pissed and lift the hook up and, you know, help that to feed it all out there. But that was the, I mean, compared to the fact that you can open the door a foot, you know, by a foot yeah, and, and flush out through the conveyor system, the auger system was just, it was just terrible. And, and like I said, it, we, we could be a one-off this. Well, Brandon, why you, what? It was a Swenson unit. I, I, I couldn't tell you anything more than that. That is just every time the guys, the guys would come walking in and just, Oh, I thought you were emptying your truck. Oh, I am. It's just, it's sitting out there. Why, why are you emptying your truck in the yard, Brandon? Make money emptying it on the lot. Come on, bud. You got to <laughs> empty it on the lot. You got to make money. Yeah. But you know, guys come back with salt, right? I don't want to, you know, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, boy. You know, that's, that's the, and I, I remember seeing you guys just, I think it was you that I first saw with those Schmitz, and I was like, "Ah, what the hell is that thing? That thing is sweet." Those are badass. Yeah, spendy salt unit. No. <laughs> did you guys get them brand new, or did you guys get them? Yeah, we got them brand new. Yep. Yep. They're. Yeah, those they're are great. pretty cool. They're great units, but honestly. How long have you had them, Jeremy? God, the first one we've got probably. Well, it's probably fifteen years ago or more. The thing's still like new. Hmm. Still got the rubber knobs on the belt. Belt. The guys from Schmidt, they're like, "Do you put a new belt on?" We're like, "No, we just we never ran sand through it. It's just you know pure salt. Never never ran any sand through them. So it's been pure salt." So the so, belt itself, you've never replaced that belt. No, it's never sagged. It's never no, never, never. What Maybe is that belt made out of. Yeah, they take care of their <laughs> nice shit, rubber. Too. It's made German, Germany, man. Those things, those guys know how to make stuff over there. Yeah, the Europeans are in a Wait, different yeah. level with stuff. The belt's made out of rubber. Yeah, it's a rubber belt. Oh. I'll send you a video of it. Okay, because yeah, yeah, so ours are like the steel, you know. <sighs> yeah, they oh, are, you, you know, chain. Oh, you got that's, chain. That's no, no we, ours are all rubber. Yeah, those things are. They're yeah, they're, you can't beat them. Honestly, they're. They're so slick. Yeah, they're just, they work great. I got no complaints on them. And they're... I mean, when you were talking the auger um, and how you haven't noticed in the hill tip, and my Helix is an auger, um, and the the auger from the from the Snow X versus the Salt Dog is night and day. <laughs> now, granted, as we talked, the Salt Dog oh, is the, shocking. the lowest of the total. <laughs> but I don't know if it's... Really? If it's I don't know if it's the design difference in the actual auger. You know, if you look at if you look at the the salt dogs, it looks like a normal, you know, like an auger that I would dig a hole, you know, in the ground with my my dingo, right, to put a post in. The the auger system on the Helix, the way that it's it's like the way it's curved and it's farther it's farther spread out. I've noticed, I mean, in terms of cuz I was I was reluctant at first and we were pushed this product and 
I mean, I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm happy that we went that route. I mean, it's, it's a backup truck. It's not a, you know, it, it, it's, it's in my truck. So it doesn't really do all that much in terms of it's, you know, it's hitting sidewalks, it's hitting um, emergencies, it's going out, you know, to sites and emergency situations and stuff that I can just quick, you know, throw a bucket in, put the tarp over and, and go. Yep. But I've noticed the feed difference. Um, Cause originally the salt dog, I ran that in an F three fifty in 2015 and I'd be like, Oh my God, this thing, you know, this thing sucks. Um, and you talked about, you know, uh, Steve, that filling them to their actual amount is very important. Huge, especially if you have electric motors. I, I agree 100%. But there's also another thing. So if, um, we run – so we have a, a 550 that's running the – I think it's the the three-yard salt dog. Okay. Um, it's an electric system, but it's the commercial – it's like their first commercial one. And you can put the sides on it and I can, and, and that's one. So it has the, it has a conveyor and then it has the triangle, you know, right, right over the conveyor. Yeah. The yep. inverted V. Yeah. Which, so you can, if anyone you can, ever buys a salt, you can move yes, on bridge. Yep. Yep. If anyone buys a salt or doesn't matter on the side, if you look inside that thing and it has a thing, that's like a V covering your auger, yeah, covering your v. chain. Lift that fucking thing up. Open that thing up ASAP. <laughs> well, first, you know, that's oh, the first yeah. thing you should do because that's yeah. going to be night and day. You're going to notice a difference in your feed yeah. and your, uh-huh. your, you know, True. you'll salt a whole lot and be like, shit, I used like a bag. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Let me tell you why down. to keep it low. You guys are hydraulic guys. For electric motor guys, for guys just starting out, don't be afraid of the electric motor units. No, we the reason why that V stays low with electric motors is to prevent a ton of weight from sitting on that conveyor, requiring more juice to start the conveyor going. That will burn out your motor. That will trip fuses and stuff. So oh. that unit that, we, I was just, that unit I was just talking about is electric. That that salt dog that's on that five fifty that's so a three yard is a is an electric unit. So you buy more parts off of Amazon for it and get back in the game. <laughs> we had a we had a Snow X before. We had a Snow X and that thing was. Terrible. He, I hated that thing. We we replace motors constantly. In that thing. I, I have electric. I have. I don't know, but see, the Helix is like the rebrand, isn't it? Right. It's the newer version. I have no idea. I could not tell you anything no. about salt dogs. Yeah, okay. I really couldn't. I know the the westerns, the the tornadoes. We've had. We have some that are eight years old. We've never replaced a motor. Never replaced a belt. Never replaced them. You know the chain. It's, it's just all open. how you take care of it. Honestly, the pins. Take care of your pins. Those electrical connections are life. Yep. Do your you know, get your get your QD electric contact cleaner. Yep. Spray those things out after every storm, after every wash, then re dielectric grease them. You know, after every storm. You, but you can take care of it. We've never had to replace pins. We've never had to replace connections. Had no problems. I mean, granted, we're kind of anal with our preventative. We're just around the hill tip and let her buck. You don't have to do any of that. I would love to get a hill tip, and I'm going to get a hill tip, but <laughs> I did not have that in the budget this year after the truck. <laughs> Who knew I was going to be spending thirty grand more on a truck than I should have? God, that was a rude awakening. Wait till you start looking at equipment. <laughs> oh, I'm already there. It's uh, yeah, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. No, we no. had a, the same thing with uh, the boss unit, the the uh, V box or what's it called, the, the boss. VBX. Yeah, VBX thing. That, so that one's a conveyor. It's electric. I mean, we've replaced a chain in seven years once. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, no complaints. But again, the guys aren't taking that that unit and filling it 
over capacity. You you know. Yeah, you got to have a right where it's rated for. There, there's a reason why it's rated for that. You know, don't yeah. overload it. If we it's got never, flaps, let if if it's got covers, the covers should close without yes. covering. You know, without we would being never overload a salt truck. Yeah. I've never well, seen Well, that's why you have problems. I never you, have problems. I'm not saying you. I'm saying people in general. If you're riding with the with the flaps open on a Western Tornado and you wonder why you keep throwing error codes for overloaded, you know, it, that's why. You know, it's an electric unit. It needs a certain amount of juice to start that belt up. I will say. A, never seen a salt truck overload, Steve. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it doesn't happen. It's I will say on the, the MDX system, because it was kind of cool when it came out, uh, I think like three years ago or maybe four. I'm trying to remember. Let's see. We put it on a, a 19, a 19. So four years ago. So our, our F550 is built on the mini MDX system, which was, you know, at that time it was this awesome commercial grade truck you know, mm-hmm. for municipalities to be able to have a 550 and have a dual function because, you know, you can put a shield over the auger or the yep. conveyor and yep. use it like a dump truck in the summer, take that off. And then you have your movable floor in the winter. That one is electric versus our F750 is a live hydraulic. And the issues that we have with the electric one are very frustrating. And a lot of it's because of placement of the the fuse panel is Mm -hmm. buried in the back of the salt truck, buried. I mean, you have to lift the bed up all the way. You have to take out 20 screws to get to it. Then you have to take out three more screws to get to the panel. It's a weird fuse, so it's hard to find. So, you know, the truck's obviously – we have the truck always, you know, extras on extras – um, and that, and a lot of that is because that MDX system you talked about overloading, it has no way to stop the weight onto the conveyor because it doesn't have the grates, it doesn't oh, have that V system. So oh, when you have an inverted it, and we've noticed a lot, you know, we use a lot of treated salt, treated weighs a lot more than white salt. Hell yeah. When you're putting that on there, it just, you know, it, it'll work, you know, sometimes a half a parking lot and then it's kind of like, fuck you. We blew a you know, you, we blew a fuse. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and that's, so that's one thing we've noticed in the comparison. The nice thing about the live hydraulics is it, I mean, it never stops. It will keep eating and eating and eating, um, in terms, but yeah, there's been, you know, if you're, if you're running electric units, make sure you just have a lot of electrical parts in stock. Make sure you're buying the fuses. I yep. would recommend a controller cause there's certain brands that are known to have certain issues and you just don't, nothing ever breaks during the day. Nothing breaks during the week. It's always on a holiday. It's always in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And the fastest you can do it and replace something and just by, you know, spending the money up front, storing that piece is just going to help you out down the road. Absolutely. You know, I, to, go, go ahead, ahead, Jay. I was just going to say another thing. A lot of guys, I'm sure they already know this, but do not leave your salt trucks loaded for weeks and weeks on end. No. Nope. load those things so they don't nope. yes. bridge on you. Yep. Once they bridge, then you have a fun night. Yep. If, if you can in all ways, you know, let's say, you know, depending on your operation, depending how things go, if you're loading up, let's say in the beginning of a snowstorm and you're, and you're a foreman for a company or you're, you know, this is how you run, you know, if you can put off loading up your truck until the very last minute, the better off you'll be. Yes, it's nice to have that weight in that dump truck, but we always try, you know, our salt guys are normally our foremans and our, um, you know, site managers and things like that. So if we are running those salt trucks, they're getting tarped you know, just to try to prevent the moisture from getting in there um, and, and, and binding everything up. Everything's not perfect. If the truck comes back, salt's getting out, even if it's going into a nice warm building, because there's nothing worse than chiseling out salt. It is terrible. Yep. And, you know, the little truck inserts units aren't bad, but when you're getting to those bigger seven, eight yard units oh, yeah. and you got to lift the grates up and you got to sit in there and 
throw it over your shoulder and, and it's always, you know, it's cold. It's, it's just terrible. It, you know, yep. so the, the more you can do to help prevent those situations to yourself, it, it just is a lifesaver. Like you said, never, <laughs> never leave it. I don't even like leaving it in there for a day. No, <laughs> you know, no. We'll no, probably do two, two and say, Hey, I do it all the time. I never have issues, yeah. you know, yeah. and that might work for you, but that's yeah. a risk. I'm, I'm not willing to take. Right. Yeah. We'll let them sit for two, three days, maybe. But after that, we usually try to empty them. What are you it's talking just... about? Your trucks don't come back with any salt in them. What are you, come on. Well, <laughs> we, sometimes we'll load them up for a storm and the magical weathermen were wrong. Dry we slot. Load them. <laughs> <laughs> then we got those, load those Schmitz, don't they have like fancy covers? You know, they're they're not oh, yeah. worried about moisture yeah. getting in there. Yeah, they're plus they're in a nice warm shop. But yeah, they're in a nice like, warm shop. His salt's inside a building. Yep. <laughs> Brandon, you haven't had any frozen loads with the IBG, have you? No, no, no. That yeah. is one thing I was saying. I've heard That's it from you know. Oh, yeah. The it one thing freeze. that uh, our rep said to us, he goes, even if your white salt is clumpy or hard, just. Spray it down with I, with you the, know, with spray the IBG. It down with IBG. It will break it down, and it does. It's it's yeah. it is awesome. Does it? I, I will say that I did leave. I I thought I emptied it, but I had about a half a bucket scoop inside my Snow X for about two three days um, during that really cold snap here in December, and I was preparing, you know, to chisel it out and go through it and turn the auger on, put the vibrator on, and it. Oh yeah, it'll come right out. Right out. But, you know, not everyone's running a treated salt. Not every treated salt works the same. Yep. And white Very salt true. is normally always the problem that turns into a, a rock. 100%. I know that Cargill down in, in the cities here, I mean, they were taking boulders, I mean, the size of cars off the snow piles and just pushing them off to the side because they, they <laughs> that was a salt clump, you know, that they just pushed off to the side. I'm sure they'll they'll grind it up later and put oh, it yeah. back in the pile. But, yep. and, you know, and everyone our, i mean our salt was pretty unique this year whether the white stuff would come so we we treat our our white in-house but a lot of times our, our treated stuff would come either perfect oh, no yeah. clumps, or it yep. just It'd came just yeah. terrible i mean just and you know we have we have two uh 50 by 75 uh salt sheds one's a white pile one's a treated pile and it, it, there was just times it was, you know, you're sitting there with a bucket trying to beat the shit out of the white one just to get it smaller. And then, you know, you're going, we're throwing it into the treated bay and we're soaking it with the IBG to break it down. And this, this year was, it was interesting for salt. Came different colors too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. We had some, some like our ice slicer always comes like a brown. Your ice slicer comes brown. Yeah. Isn't, it, it, isn't that no. purple? No, is that different? No, is that... that's something else. Yeah, you probably oh. think, you know. Our ice age always comes like brown, but we got some loads in right from the mine. Uh, I think it came right out of Utah. And we, it was white. We're like, what the hell is it? We're like, did we get the right shit? It was the right stuff, but it was. We must have just hit a different vein or something. Interesting. Yeah. We used to color our. Uh, so when we traded, when we first started treating <laughs> our own salt with uh, Apex C, we actually would color it ourselves with uh, like a green and purple mix. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was the understanding that when we put down the white salt that was treated with the apex, you, you couldn't really tell in terms of what you were laying down. So when we dyed it, the customer couldn't say the salt wasn't laid down because there was these speckles of, you know, the color on the, you know, not, and it's not, you know, it doesn't dye the ground, but it, you know, it's, yeah. it's something to yeah, see, right? Like I'm, yeah. I'm trying to yeah. just make it visual to say, Hey, it was serviced. It was done. 
Um, and that was one thing that we did, you know, cause it's a clear liquid, that's a clear liquid. Um, and that's what we use a lot of the times straight out of our, um, our liquids out of our trucks to at the sprayer is apex C. It's the yep. same thing that MnDOT uses. Yep, um, and that's just cause a lot of times the, the IBG, if one, it's super expensive to run IBG straight out of, if I'm, oh, yeah. straight, and it's... you know, if I'm going to run, you know, uh, a brine, obviously that makes more sense. Um, but a lot of times I, we hold, um, the straight IBG in our, our snow X system. And then we have, one, two, three, we have four, 750 or no, 1500 gallon, um, mixed tanks with, uh, apex C in it. Um, and that's what we're using there. You know, to the IBG is organic. Cells. You got to spin those tanks constantly or else you get like cheeseburgers growing in there. It's we, really, yeah, it's really nasty. You leave it for a couple of weeks out in the sun. It, uh, you, you got to spin those tanks constantly. If you got straight IBG. Oh, the IBG. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, so you got, this is our you first got straight year filling, IBG. Yeah. This was our first to... year filling our 750s up with IBG. So in the years past, we just always just filled up the truck, ran the truck empty, filled up the truck, ran it empty. Um, this year we filled up one or two of the units because we had one unit left of Apex. We filled up two units with uh, heated um, uh, the hot brine from IBG, the, the mm -hmm. local guy had, yep. you know, he just called it the hot stuff. Yep. And so this will be our first run. And that was my biggest concern with him. I was like, well, you know, since this is being treated at the spinner, this goes a long way in terms of treatment. Is it going to sit in our tanks and just get, is it going to separate? Is it going to get nasty? And I, I was told it shouldn't. So that will be the big test come next winter when we start, you know, feeding out of it. Um, Cause we went through Spin it. a couple loads this winter and it's, it's about half full right now. So it has a half tank of that, that hot brine. How do you, if I can change. Uh, so how do you, Let's just say summarize your equipment, your salters. What do you do to them? To so, them? well, we still have another chance of snow. But <laughs> same, so, same. obviously, you know, the big thing is that after every single snowstorm, you know, we try to get the, the the guys in to get them washed, clean, and deep clean, you know, deep clean the outside as best you can. Um, we're, you know, we're greasing all the time. And then come at the end of the season, everything's getting a really good flush. We actually like to pull them out of the shop, let a couple of rainstorms also hit them kind of hit some different spots. Um, and then we're just, there's, we buy uh, the, I buy the, the, as uh, it the salt neutralizer, a salt be gone soap. Yep. Um, and we just super soak them with the foam a couple different times. And then we yeah. sit there and we, we park them. How about your liquid system? How do you, do you flush that out at all or what? Yeah. Am I supposed to? <laughs> uh, we do. We, we always, we always empty the tanks and then like I'll run like RV antifreeze in there through the pump keep that in the pump that's what we do every year in, in the truck you're saying so in like the snow x spray system well, you're flushing that out and yeah. well in your in your so that's what we, we have yeah. yeah yeah i'm just giving you shit no no right, yeah we'll just run it just so we get some fluid through the pumps we just you know like our schmitz and our hill tips will just run run the like an rv antifreeze we'll just get it going then we'll every month we'll run the pumps on the truck okay those, you know treat, yeah. just Sorry, run them Pure liquid, oh, you know, just, just be uh, careful. That spider. RV antifreeze stinks at the end of the year when you flush it. When you, <laughs> I don't so, know what it is about that stuff. We don't put a ton in. We just put enough to get through the pump, and then gotcha. run it a few times a summer. You know, once a month we'll run the the pumps and stuff. Just so currently, we don't feed anything through our the actual like spray heads. Mm -hmm. You know, so it has the bar in the back. Yeah. So it's all, it's bypassed, you know, we hooked up a hose, um, you know, cause we, we use this truck literally to treat salt. That's all we, we, 
we don't currently use liquids um you know besides what we're treating in the treating our salt we're using you know the the liquid at the spinner but we don't we're not using a pre-treat or anything like that so this truck is dedicated only to treating our salt and the nice thing is the reason we like the snow egg system and, and it probably works with every kind of liquid system but at the time there wasn't very many options when we bought this one and we got a killer deal um you know so we can actually it will actually control you know how many gallons per ton that we're putting on our our salt so when if i'm going at you know i, I think we like to do about between five and six um gallons per ton on our IBG to get the the color we like. I mean, we just know the color. Yep. I believe it's five or six um, gallons per ton of salt. Um, but you, once you start using it, you start to just notice the color and you're like, yeah, that's that's the color. But the nice thing is too, that the, the Snowex system is actually reading it out and it will actually, I can get it to shut down at that's, you know, six. And so if my nice. loader's dumping, you know, a, a, a ton or a yard at a time and I'm spraying six gallon, I know exactly what that is on that scoop. And nice. then, you know, you're feathering it out, you're mixing it up and, you know, we're, we're in the process of building a, a better way. Um, we bought an old farm grain feeder um, and then we have an old uh, conveyor system uh, salt spreader that we're going to hook up, put some irrigation tubing hookups, and then we'll feed the system actually directly with it. So we'll be able to dump the scoop into it. It will spray it and then just shoot it out of the conveyor and then we can just deal with it there instead of. Yeah. mixing back dragging mixing back dragging flipping flopping you know trying to get the best color it's 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 a lot of work to get that better patent that <laughs> patent it oh it already exists there is a guy that i've tried to buy i asked him you know when your truck goes up for, or when your trailer goes for sale call me because i want this fucking trailer and, and originally i think he was going to sell it but due to covid things kind of kind of put him behind but if you've heard of skyline he's a big treater in the i i don't know if it, is it just the midwest do you know jeremy I think it's just I think it's just mainly the Midwest where I've seen. Yeah, because he's out of Dubuque, um, yeah. and if you look up this the Skyline trailer, this thing is legit. This, oh yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> like when I, I was like I was scouring the internet one day, I was like, God, if I was gonna invest in one thing, this is what we should invest in. This would be so sweet. And then I I found this picture and I was like, I I want I want that picture. <laughs> and so I remember calling him up and he was going through the whole spiel and he goes, Yeah, you know, I, I was on schedule to have four of these built and then COVID hit and the lost material and I, you know, I can't sell my only unit. And now I'm treating, you know, MSP. I'm you know, he's treating all over the place. Yeah. Um, you know, and he, he'll do everything from he'll he was an IBG dealer, um, and they think he just switched to Magic Zero. Um, but he'll even go, let's say, you know, you had a special product that you wanted. Or that you know, let's say Apex C or you know, your you know, whatever, you, he'll actually treat your specific liquid into your salt. He'll just nice. bring the unit. They you know, you load it with a with a loader, and it it does all the work for you. It mixes it, spins it, it comes out a beautiful color, and it. Oh, just very jealous of this machine. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think we got everything we needed to get for all things salt spreaders for tonight. We can do this again. Uh, there's so much more we could talk about. We even missed a, a skid steer uh, option, which is the uh, Arctic double down. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's way too expensive for most of us out there, but, uh, you know, it's a great thing. They're you pretty gotta, slick. They're, yeah, they're, they're it's got some sweet functionality. You're yeah, going like, to pay for it, but it's super slick. Sidewalk salt and, and yeah. normal salt and have two different functions. I mean, it's, yeah. but oh, yes, it is. Sweet. So, yeah, we I could, checked, it was very spendy. 
Very, very expensive. But if you had a massive shopping mall and you didn't have, you know, you could just dump your loads of salt and 100%. you just had to hook up your load. Oh, yeah. Not yeah, worry about a, a salt truck. 100%. It's definitely got a place if you got yep. the uh, if you got the cash. But all right, Brandon. Well, thank you very much. And we will definitely do this again. And guys, this is over the summer. This is what we're going to be doing. We're going to be talking about different equipment, talking about different, you know, options to do things because. This is when most of our uh, equipment decision-making is getting done over the summer. Oh. Whatever we're buying, whatever we're doing next year, this is when it's getting done. And Brandon has redone the Mickey Mouse Snuggie now. We <laughs> Show must be over. <laughs> Show must be over. It's bedtime. got to start doing video. <laughs> we got to get him up one of our sweatshirts. Definitely. And a hat. I need a hat for a wall. Definitely. You need a hat to wear it. Well, I mean, I'll wear it too, but I need one for a wall. <laughs> Like, All right, like <laughs> well, I mean, I'd show you mine, but I'm not at work. <laughs> well, Brandon, thanks for coming on with us again, as always. And uh, for me and Jeremy, guys, uh, we are out. Have a safe weekend, and we're going to be back with you Monday for episode 13 of the show, which is going to figure uh, feature RD Outdoor from North Berwick, Maine. We are going back to the Northeast. Until then, guys, keep pushing. <laughs>